I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama, oh my mama made it, man. Anything's possible. Rainy days, jump shot fade away. This the best Celtics podcast day to day. I get excited about it every night about it. A real C's fan wouldn't want to live their life without it. Banner 18 in the making, we gotta make it. Best squad in the East and still we can't get complacent. Most winning franchise, so the history's ancient. You could tell them other guys to go and plan a vacation. Yeah, Corrales Packard and J. King Locked on, trying to get the 18th ring The most in-depth coverage that you ever gonna hear Well-respected in a city like Russell's career It's raining Jay Millie's Welcome everybody back to the Locked On Celtics podcast It's your boy, Jam Packard Here, sitting at half court with the kid, J. King After the Celtics... Destroy, I would say destroy is an operative term. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 123-103. A very 125-103. Please get the score right. Uh, you tell me why the box score is incorrect then. Ooh, maybe it was just wrong on the scoreboard. scoreboard we'll we'll have to go game. back and check the check the stats. But The kid already making mistakes. Yeah, One of your, the kids. Well, yeah, it's your first time uh, really uh, doing a live pre-game, uh, post-game pod. I'm spooked. It's, you know, right now, it's The been, moment's too big for me. <laughs> we are sitting right at half court where uh, Scal and uh, Mike Gorman normally sit. It's a little bit intimidating. But the Celtics tonight, pretty much uh, after a slow start, um, starter Terry Rozier went off. Surprise, surprise, Jay. You didn't believe in the power of starter Terry Rozier, but uh, I, I think see, he started the game 8-for-8. Eight eight. I didn't get a lot of chirps last time he started. And didn't play well. Oh, because the facts didn't back up the narrative. <laughs> but but when he d- did play well, tonight was the best he's played all season. I mean, he had 22 points on eight for eight shooting in the first half. The last shot of the half, he was just kind of like, yeah, I ain't passing this one, fellas. Drilled a three. Tied his season high by halftime. And was just really great. So, But he, he's, been, he's been playing pretty well lately, with, with the exception of the last win, which was totally dominated by the starters terry rozier you know he's been picking up full and playing with the energy they need from him and even when he hasn't played well offensively he's given them a lift but tonight obviously uh, starter terry was was really putting he the existed ball through the basket. and it kind of feels like brad has uh, gone out of his way to uh praise terry in the press a lot of Brad Im- was very encouraged in his press conference. well he was encouraged by everything but he was especially encouraged by uh Terry's play tonight, but even in like the past couple of weeks, it feels like any time he t- could take a chance to mention Terry doing something like high energy off the bench or like picking up full. Uh, I forgot the game it was, but he basically credited the entire win to Terry, who had like four points and just like three good defensive possessions. But he certainly played well tonight. I mean, he faded in the second half after I think putting up 22 in the first. Only f- he finished with 26, but the second half was kind of a joke. Uh, the Cavs are a horrendous excuse for a basketball team with Tristan Thompson and Kevin Levin on the court. They don't have too many good basketball players, is what I. Ante noticed. Zizic led the Cavs with shots tonight, is seventeen points or seventeen shot attempts, and nineteen points. Nineteen points. Big Z. Chetty Osman had twenty-five points. We did get a Chetty Osman question after the game, which was a, a bit surprising. That is. A- Rare, rare. Um, Jaron Blossom gameplay tonight, 21 minutes. I've never heard of that person before in my life. I have. He went to Clemson, I believe. Are you one of those guys who knows, like, the colleges of every single, like, NBA player? I know a lot. Of, <laughs> I know way too many, yes. I feel like you would know all of that. I used to be incredible when I was younger. I used to know everybody, but. Um, let's say uh, campaign. Which college did he go to? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, just talk about campaign. <laughs> <laughs> This is, oh, 
he went to um, that small school, and he was somehow a lottery pick. Yeah, no, you're nailing it right now. I mean, you are literally doing the research straight in front. No, of I didn't know the answer. You said you, you said you were the type of guy. He went to Murray State. I was gonna say the same place as Ja Morant. That that's what you're gonna say. Yeah. All right. See, this is how like how kind of boring this. I just, uh, cu- I just couldn't get the the name of the school wouldn't come to me, but I was it was it was coming. It was on the way. All right. I believe you. It was just I should have given you more time this next time. This is a great time. start for us. I know. I thought it was going well. That's why I was uh, giving you that much time to uh, uh, talk about campaign. But it was Colin a relatively. Sexton played at Alabama though. <laughs> there you go. I'm trying to refocus Roddy us back Hood onto the Celtics right now and. Uh, Jenny Fry, Arizona. Jalen Brown had a good game tonight. This is true. Uh, he's shooting 30% from three. Clarkson, Clarkson, 40%. Colorado. Oh, now you're just being intentionally annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen Brown's in, uh, 40% from three over the past, I think, 10 games. He's Went better. Went to California. Went to California for a year. He took graduate school level classes uh, about education this and social true. control. And uh, um, yeah, His shot has come around. I mean, He's been playing really well. But he got to the line six times tonight and actually made five of them. I thought he's that was like a little bit of a, a shift in what he was trying he's to do. Been he's been playing well lately. It's, he's been playing pretty well for a while. Like, this isn't a new thing. It's just Jalen Brown's pretty good at basketball. And so he's been good at basketball since last season and has kind of been playing up to that level for a while now. Obviously, when you're in a bench role and you're not getting as many minutes, sometimes the consistency isn't there and sometimes that's just it's smaller sample so you don't have time to work yourself out of a rut if you if you get in a rut you don't have the touches to do that um, but to me you know he, he obviously had a rough rough start to the season and he's kind of been digging his numbers out of that the entire year but the shooting was the last thing to come around I don't know whether that was because of the hand that was his simple answer he was just like uh good friend tom westrom tried to ask him about it. he's just like no i don't know how to answer that question i don't know why i'm better but like the hand he was wearing a something on his hand for the start of the season so miniature glove he said a miniature glove um which makes sense that that would affect your Does shooting i mean gary payton the third Ooh, it could <laughs> gary payton jr is in the g league right now right he just got signed by an nba team i believe what college should he go to oh damn it <laughs> All right. Let's. Uh, are there anything other else? I mean, obviously, you're here podcasting with me tonight, and so you decided there was nothing in this game worth uh, tipping uh, your quill and ink to write about for the Athletic. What was interesting about this Celtics basketball game, other than Terry Rozier's good game, Jalen Brown's good game? Brad Wanamaker solid again off the bench. He had a very good stretch he's, off the bench. He's been pretty solid whenever he's gotten minutes, and he hasn't gotten minutes very often. Brad Stevens said pretty flat out after the game it's not gonna happen he's not gonna be in the rotation and if we're healthy because we want minutes uh, to go to other guys and who did he mention in that speech he said terry he needs to get terry rozier minutes also very encouraged and he was brad wanamaker as, as how could he not as. brad wanamaker was the team high plus 22 tonight scored 11 points so he just brought energy rozier actually we've we've got john corrales walking across the court to join us i just want want the people to know maybe he's not going to join us maybe he's oh. just going elsewhere that's a long sweater he's got on. It is. That is you know who looked good tonight? Uh, Al Horford was wearing a nice uh, blazer t-shirt combination. Mr. Mr. DMP Rest. John is now taking a picture of us. Yo, that's a long sweater you got on there. People can't hear you, but he just said he's a long person. John, you'll be surprised to hear that after this game where nothing really happened, 
um, and Jay King has been annoying all night. Uh, this podcast has quickly started and gone off the rails. Your your comments? Um, I I have no comments other than Jay is a miserable prick. <laughs> Coming in hot. Coming in hot with some spice. Coming in hot. We've already talked about uh, Terry Rozier, starter Terry. Jay is now a believer. We talked about Jalen Brown's improved shooting. And we talked about the the huge impact that Brad Wanamaker had, but uh, and how it's never going to happen when the team is fully healthy. Uh, what else uh, stood out tonight in terms of a what the Celtics can either take away from this game, or is it just the Cleveland Cavaliers are a terrible basketball team? Well, first of all, has everyone been made aware that you're you've usurped Mike and Tommy's spot? Which I think is absolutely yep. one of the most disrespectful disrespectful things. I think we're that you honoring two them well. Could be could be doing i have the respect to do this podcast from other places you're literally you two in the seats as well <laughs> well now it's already happening did you talk about the, the urgent breaking news that it's actually 123 103 and not 125 103 man you guys so i'm just gonna leave the only thing this game to me was like a big pile of nothing it was hey we're gonna be great for a few minutes and then we're gonna chill out and then we're gonna be great again for a few minutes and that's it. There was nothing. There was nothing spectacular about this game. Terry Rozier was awesome. They couldn't stop Jetty Osman and Ante Zizic for some ridiculous reason. And Aaron, whatever. Everything else was just the basketball game. So that's my two cents. I'll let you guys continue. So to get to the bottom of it, the final score was changed. Ooh. Jason Tatum was credited for a bucket that he didn't earn. So that's why I thought I had the score right, and you said a different score. And we, so I, I was officially wrong, but you were wrong. While you guys started, <laughs> while you guys started recording, they came into the media room and said that for some reason the system credited Jason Tatum with a basket on a Gordon Hayward assist at the eight something mark, and that play never happened. They went back and looked at the tape; it never happened. So they just eliminated that. So they fixed the glitch. That's not a, a the system didn't do that. The guy who's sitting at the scorer's table who's in charge of that clearly made a made a mistake. The only other notable thing for tonight is Jason Tatum. It's at, I think at some point in the third quarter realized, oh, no one on this team can guard me and just decided to like kind of get to the rim and it, and it worked for him. At, at some point the Celtics realized, oh, this team is bad. Uh we can just do whatever we want on offense and then it I think it got to like a, a 15 point game and the Cavs never really made it close. Um but other than that, it's, there's all these questions about how like they're they're on a five-game winning streak, they're on a ten-game winning streak. This game has zero impact on how they're going to play on Saturday against the Warriors. I mean, this this is it's like playing two in teams in entirely different leagues. The Cavs are trash, and the Warriors just got boogie back. The Cavs, yeah, that's that's pretty fair. <laughs> pretty I, fair. This is student analysis. I think I, I'm struggling to figure out what we're going to do for a second segment because I think we've covered the entire game. But we're going to take a break right now and come back, and we're going to scratch something out. I don't know what's going to happen here, but you guys better tune in, folks. Let the bass kick. Let the bass kick. And we're back. Welcome back to Midcourt here on the Locked On Celtics podcast. And 
Because the game was so entertaining, we're going to get to your tweets right starting with the second segment. And we're starting off with the Rain and Jays hashtag. Um, this is from uh, Cindy at Mrs. Celtics. With the youngsters' good games, I wanted to make sure we shout out Hayward for driving to and attacking the basket. I think people are sleeping on him as he recovers, but I think he once he feels comfy in the paint, he'll be close to 90 to 100% of his pre-injured self. Your thoughts, J. King, of The Athletic? I was just checking a text, actually. Gordon Hayward. What do you think about Gordon Hayward? <laughs> I was just ignoring my responsibilities as co-host of this actually, program. W- it was from my editor, so it was actually my responsibilities. Not as co-host of this program, but the, essentially the question is, uh, Hayward had a decent game tonight driving and actually attacking the basket. Uh, Cindy believes people are sleeping on him. I thought it was kind of more of the same from Hayward. He uh, he like is doing a good job of getting to the paint, but he's not... Like, he's being crafty and, like, drawing fouls. He's not really exploding to the to the rim, but he's been effective. I, he's Thanks for taking that one for me because I wasn't I wasn't locked in. <laughs> you were not locked in or locked on, um, but you still could have J- uh, Gordon Hayward thoughts. Yeah, so he's his burst still isn't all the way back. He's still not finishing like he used to. Still not finishing like the Celtics need him to be to send them to another level but he he's capable of playing good basketball and that's obvious and yes he was pretty active going to the hoop and pretty much everyone was Cavs don't really have the best defensive roster I think they have the lowest defensive rating in the league right now in league history or the highest it's not good, whatever it is. The worst. The worst? The worst. In but the, the number history, is the highest because that's how many points they had up per 100 possessions. But I didn't, like, there's really hard to take away um, this Hayward game. My uh, hot take during the game is that he needs, I know everyone talks about non paint twos and we, like, it's really bad, it's frowned upon. I say Hayward can, he's pretty damn good in the mid range. I think it just he needs to be more aggressive. I thought he was going to come out and do more tonight. Um, kind of given the with Kyrie not being there, I just expect him to be like more of a leader of the second unit, and I think that means him taking more shots. So I'm, gonna, I'm everyone else is banned from long, uh, non-paint twos, but I'm going to say Gordon Hayward gets a pass. That's that's fair. Gordon Hayward mid-range. Just be aggressive. I just want him shooting more. Yeah, that that that's fair, and I I think with that would probably come you know a little more aggression to the hoop, a few more free throw attempts, and that's that's what the Celtics need. Free throws. This is from Travis Lewis at Trav Lewis. I'm really liking the look of Yabu's post-up. He drew in two help defenders. Despite mucking up the pass, it looked good forcing it inside. Was that the one he threw away out of bounds? Oh, yeah. I, lo- I love that that was the takeaway. The takeaway was, <laughs> he was he threw it out of bounds. Solid post-up. I like your optimism, Trav. <laughs> Hopefully Yabu does not get many post-ups moving forward. I was texted this. Apparently, Trav, Trav probably thought me being totally unaware of the question and texting while on the podcast, he probably saw the, the upside of that. <laughs> yeah, well, you're doing your job for The Athletic. He probably thought I, You're texting I your editor about the upcoming, I'm sure you're going to have a, a lot of great coverage about the Warriors game on Saturday. And I'm sure coverage. Um, I was what I was told that uh, once Yabu threw that pass out of bounds, uh, Terry was laughing at him so much from the bench that he had to put a towel over his head to kind of contain the laughter. So at least it created that fun moment. This is from at Funk Funky at Funky Celtics. Should the Celtics be working Jalen in the post six or seven times a game? His touch with his back to the basket is pretty sweet. So here's the question, Jay, uh, in case you weren't listening. 
Um, Jalen Brown's post-up game, is that something that you think the Celtics should feature? I personally think Jalen is pretty good at kind of those fadeaways in the paint, but that's not the shot you necessarily would want him to be looking for. Yeah, that's that's kind of my idea. Like, if he has a mismatch, sure, feed him and and get him the rock. If, if he's in a, a second unit that's struggling for offense, sure, give him the rock. But especially, to me, post-ups are only really valuable if, if one, you're like super, super dominant scorer and you can draw a ton of fouls, or two, you're a really good passer down there. And when you draw help, you can kick out. And Jalen's not quite either of those things. So even though he is talented in the post, and even though I think that's something that over time will be something the Celtics will be able to lean on more heavily, I, I think that it's not quite an option that they should turn to unless he has a good matchup yeah it really like i feel like it works its best when he's at the two and like there are smaller guys guarding him and you can kind of attack switches but it's really not something that uh they should be doing regularly he's it just feels like he's much better uh when attacking um just especially in transition he actually tried his uh tried his hand at some fancy passing tonight uh some behind the back passes, some other like over the head passes. It did not go well. He's not a not a known distributor, Jalen Brown, especially on the fast break. Um, moving forward from Joe McDonald, that pass drive, pass 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 drive, pass pass pass. Terry three was erotic. This is true. Uh, and then also at, from Denholm Harold, that was mildly arousing village if I've ever seen it. I was gonna say that was that was a that was like a laughably a hilarious possession with all the kind of extra fanciness uh, that the Celtics added. Terry spin move, Tatum spin move, all sorts of jump passing. I think that was the most erotic possession the Celtics had this se- uh, season. And it was weird because they didn't even get like a wide open shot out of it. It was just like a ton of uh, a ton of spinning, a ton, a ton of, of jumping, spinning, a, ton a ton of, of passing, and it was just like a ton of passing. Slightly open Terry three. Yeah, and the crowd went nuts. The crowd went nuts because then, and then like the crowd went nuts and immediately they, after that. They demanded driving. Dunk. Yeah, and then the like that was the loudest I've heard. Uh, this I was not prepared for the crowd to get that loud. That's what happens. January against the Cavaliers. Eroticism is naturally pleasing, <laughs> I would say. Um, would agree. Would agree. Strong agree. Uh, this is a tweet uh, talking about uh, something that did not happen in the Celtics game tonight, but I think it will have a. Uh, a kind of a big impact on the Celtics season moving forward is that Victor Oladipo went down tonight with a knee injury, and I think I saw reports that it's season-ending knee injury. Um, that's shitty news because uh, yeah, Oladipo's fun to watch. He's and he's, he's a guy who's really worked his way into being a star. He didn't arrive in the NBA as a star. He didn't get opportunities right away. He's on, I believe, his third team now. And the way he's flourished over the last couple of years is a testament to all the work he put into it. So brutal, brutal, brutal to watch that. But let's focus on this is a locked on Celtics podcast. Uh, do the Pacers have a chance of staying in the top four with this like injury? They really Oladipo is their team. Like I know Sabonis is having a good year, and Turner's people are talking about him for Defensive Player of the Year, but. How are the Pacers going to score any points? So like, if it seems callous to talk about this already. I'm not going to lie, but since you brought it up, since I brought it up, since people want to know, we'll be callous. I really feel, I really feel bad. I feel bad right now. But um, they kind of stayed afloat without him earlier this season, which was a surprise to a lot of people. They, they cratered last year when they didn't have him. 
I think they are better now, but obviously the Celtics quest for home court advantage may not be quite as difficult to achieve anymore. Well, I think it like it really changes the entire outlook of the Eastern Conference because before there's basically five teams uh, at the top of the East. Um, and with those five teams, including Indiana, I, like you, at least I thought it was imperative that the Celtics at least reach a three seed uh, so they didn't have to play a team like Indiana or the Sixers in the first round. Um, I still think it's going to be important for the Celtics to get home court. I mean, they clearly play better here uh, at the TD Garden. Um, but right now, like if there's no, if the Indiana's not really the fifth team anymore, uh, maybe the Celtics can skirt by with a fourth seed. But it really just feels like the the like teams in the East have gone from five to four. Like it just doesn't seem like the Pacers have a chance uh, moving forward, and definitely will be less of a threat in the playoffs. Callous, callous chat. The injuries happen. You got to move on. Control, we control. That's in the past. Callous chat. I mean, what what else do you want? You come up with a topic then. Victor Oladipo played at Indiana. <laughs> that he did. Uh, where did Brad Wanamaker go to school? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. He's a Philly Bull. Semi Ojale. Ooh, two-part question. Southern Methodist University. And before that? Duke. There you go. All right. We've clearly uh, delved into nonsense. And you know, that's what it's time for, uh, Jam's Junk Drawer. Uh, we'll catch you on the other side and uh, get even weirder. start off with the hashtag raining junk your tweets your nonsense observations from the game this is from at Coella Sam the entire city of Boston should start a GoFundMe campaign to get a team hypnotist to hypnotize Terry Rozier into thinking he's starting before each game when he comes off the bench I think it's a good idea Terry post game tried to act like there's no difference between him starting and him uh, coming off the the bench the question every time he starts the questions are the exact same what do you feel as a starter? How does it change as a starter? Well, what question did you ask, Jay King? I did not ask him any questions about that. That's that's a fact. But, like, what is he going to say? Yeah, I prefer to start. Actually, today I, play, I woke up with a bounce in my step. I play way more confident. Um, yeah, no, it's... it's. I drank milk this week. <laughs> Chocolate milk. I mean, this is the point in the season. It's these type of games where it's like, oh, there's... And I feel bad for you guys, the newspaper reporters who actually have to like create stories out of this game because there just wasn't a lot to talk about tonight. And you, you craft a craft a story and get those words out for something that wasn't really that interesting. So after the game, it was not the most interesting post game with Brad, Terry, or Jalen. Very encouraging. It was an encouraging uh, win, but uh, other than that, it was uh, not that interesting. This is from at Joey Angus eleven. Marcus Smart literally. Literally, literally, say that word for me. Literally, 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 and uh, karate chopped the ball for the steal. I don't know what he's talking about. Do you remember a karate chop steal? Marcus Smart had a beautiful steal during the first half, and it did resemble a karate chop. A lot of what Marcus Smart does resembles <laughs> a karate chop. <laughs> he's karate forward. He's the karate kid. 
That was uh, bad. That was really bad. I, <laughs> I started to go somewhere, and then I had nowhere to go. If you didn't mention it, I would have kept going because I was looking for the next tweet. But um, I just wanted to acknowledge to the people that I know that was bad. Um, this is probably why I don't have swag, and you do. Oh, shout out to... Uh, St. Louis Kicks. St. Louis Kicks, STL 314 Kicks. Uh, a fan, a Celtics fan and a Rain and Jays fan came up all the way to St. Louis, said hi before the game, and he said, Jay King was a real one and that I had swag. And I said, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that feels accurate. And I, I will I'll confirm that I'm a real one. <laughs> but I, I was a little de- a little devastated that, that I don't have swag as well. Yo, I like... Fall is but my he's, season. He's probably I got in a shower right now, listening to this. Yeah, tomorrow morning he's probably listening to the shower. That's where he's. That's where my, we're part of people's daily routines. He's getting clean. He's getting listening clean. Listening to, listen to our Jays. takes. It sounds like a good time. Yeah, it was good to meet him. Good guy. Uh, Aaron Baines took a took a hit to all of Australia, and one of our Australian fans, Jovian Shadow, uh, weighed in and said they call uh, that area the Ghoulies. <laughs> I, did like, I did like that. I almost tweeted, I almost quote tweeted that just so the entire world would know that Australians call their balls the ghoulies. <laughs> the they got a new word for everything. The ghoulies it's, is quite a word. It's fantastic. Like he, I mean, he really took a shot to the ghoulies. He had to come out of the game. They, yeah, they had to call a timeout. I thought he was actually legitimately hurt because he couldn't stand up. Yeah, that was a tough shot to the ghoulies. <laughs> That's a strike to the ghoulies. All right, this is a perfect... Down go the ghoulies. <laughs> Are you talking about someone in puberty? The ghoulies <laughs> have dropped. All right, moving on. We've already mentioned the ghoulies. Uh, I did notice the Celtics ran competition um, trying to name songs, and the, the song of choice was It Wasn't Me. It was a competition between Semi Ojale and Terry Rozier. It took Semi Ojale about 25 seconds to get it. It took Terry Rozier about one second to get it and immediately is went that the one by shaggy yeah it is by shaggy and terry Rozier said it's his uh it's his favorite song i just thought that was a funny moment that uh, honestly that is a great song. <laughs> it's a fantastic song that's a that's a catchy tune well, I mean, of course it's a, it's a little a little risque i was gonna say risque adulterous uh perhaps but um there is a reason uh shaggy is the multi-platinum recording artist that he is today because he knows what he, he puts asses in the seats yeah it wasn't him. Um, first quarter, we had uh, some nice Zizich Time Lord matchup where Zizich pump faked about 17 times. That was amazing. And the Time Lord move. didn't jump. <laughs> like, that's the one thing he does. And it was. Honestly, that was close to being three seconds on that move. Like, very, very close there was to at least him just expiring the full three seconds while going through 19 fakes. And for the first time, Robert Williams did not jump. And it still went in for Zizich. It was it was amazing. Um, speaking of Robert Williams jumping, man, that guy loves jumping. <laughs> That's a jumping enthusiast. There's a consecutive possessions where he got he fouled a three point shooter, and then on the next possession blocked a three point shooter. And before that, he jumped twice on Channing Fry pump fakes in the same possession, but it it didn't hurt them because someone else came over and limited Fry from shooting. So he really is a jumper, but he can also block three pointers. Yeah, that's that's and not something I, I can't. I don't remember anyone having that like consistent he, he ability. He doesn't fly over to block three pointers from the weak side. He is switched on the guards and blocks three pointers at the arc. It's it's uncanny. I, I I can't remember another player on the Celtics who can do that. No, I don't can't remember any player in the M- NBA who can do that. Like who's been that freakishly tall and been asked to like guard out on the perimeter? And like why do people still try to get shots up over him? 
It doesn't make any sense to me. They should know that he loves jumping. Just dude, throw a pump fake out there. That's what I'm, Deli I'm did. Him guarding DeRozan. Oh my god! All those pump fakes. It'd be dangerous. He'd foul out so That'd quickly. That'd be a fun matchup. It, it would be great. I, did he get any minutes in the Spurs game? No, that was a close game. Well, they did give up forty points in a quarter. Well, moving on. Um, <laughs> Terry Rozier has done this. Uh, Your mind just like yeah, that's fun right there. That was uh, that was an active look into the the inner workings of Jam Packard's brain. But Terry Rozier on the defensive glass has done this thing where he uh, grabs the rebound and then also taps the ball against the backboard. I'm a big it's fan. It's cocky as hell, and I love it. Um, that's all really I have to say about that. Uh, Delhi is like a bizarro smarf. Uh, because when he flops, it's just annoying and people hate him, and he does not impact winning whatsoever. So he's like the exact opposite of Marcus Smart. He's a down-under Smart. Well, that down-under implies negative, so I don't want to say that. What makes him Bizarro? Bizarro is just like, you know, like Bizarro Superman. It's just like the the inverse, the kind of the evil Superman, the opposite version. But why isn't he the same version? Because he his flopping is, is annoying, which is the opposite. Because Marcus's uh, flopping is hilarious, but and is he doesn't just, impact winning. And Marcus does impact answer. winning. Uh, yeah, I did think that as I uh, as I typed it out that many other NBA fans would probably find Marcus Smart's flopping to be annoying. But um, I'm going to choose to roll with it. I also want to say while we're on the topic of Marcus Smart's flopping, he doesn't flop nearly as much anymore. Not nearly. He is he has typically gone away from the flop. He'll still do it sometimes, and when he does it, sometimes it's it's so over-the-top egregious that you just got to chuckle to yourself. But he doesn't do it as much anymore. He is, like, That's very good at drawing offensive fouls, but I feel like uh, a lot of the times it's beating guys to the spot or just, like, being pesky and annoying, kind of like Corey Brewer was the other night against James Harden. Um, but you're right. Uh, you totally derailed me from my point. You just didn't understand the phrase bizarro, uh, which was flustered me. That was bizarre. Um, speaking of Marcus Smart... His uh, behind-the-back pass uh, to start a Jalen uh, Brown, I think that ended up with a Bron- Brad Wanamaker three, but his ability to not only just make, make crazy passes, but, but to make them accurately is insane. He is an also, artist. The pass where he reached around the defender down low and dumped it back to Robert Williams for a dunk. Also cool. Also, I don't know if I – I'm not 100% sure this happened, but I'm pretty sure because I saw it and after Robert Williams' dunk – one of Robert Williams's dunks, Smart and Jalen Brown on the bench put their arms together and lifted them up like a W sign. I saw you tweet that, and I don't know if we have any video confirmation, but that's a creative celebration. Yeah, they both they both enjoyed it quite a bit. They got they got a good chuckle out of that. Moving on to the junk, halftime, Scal comes marching into the media room, just totally butchering uh, Ante Zizic names. It just Zizic, he just couldn't pronounce it right, and I thought I thought it was amusing. You know, it's funny because he, uh, he was making a mistake. Oh, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, apparently somewhere T-Pain was performing halftime in the NBA. But hold on. You're getting a little – you're crossing the line. About now what? you're sitting in Scal and Gorman's seat. And I, I'm talking, saying Zizic correctly. Crap about Scal. I'm saying Zizic correctly. And I'm sitting in Gorman's seat. I would never say a bad word about him. But Scal sits on that side. Okay. Oh, uh, we we've got to go soon, so we'll wrap this up. T Pain performed at halftime. Your thoughts on T Pain? If you say anything other than great, you're an idiot. I didn't even know T Pain was performing at halftime. Not at this halftime, at a halftime in the NBA, it would have been a lot bigger deal. If, DOA, uh, Death of Auto Tune. Oh, come on, the Epiphany album is amazing. Um, 
with Lucky on the bench, he hurt his ankle. I think someone else should be a, get her a chance to kind of lead the halftime show, uh, lead the in-game production. Your thoughts? Jam Packer. I, I didn't want to say it, but that's kind of obvious. Uh, Jonas Jerebko had a kid. Uh, the Celtics baby-making, even former Celtics, top-notch. Kaizen refers to the size of the population, too. Continuous growth. Um, <laughs> okay, here's, here's another conspiracy theory. You know how they show on the screen, they showed a woman in a Rams jersey tonight. And everyone started booing, and they showed a baby in a Pats jersey. My thought, that Rams jersey was a plant. No. It was a Mark Bulger jersey. What person in their right mind is showing up to a Celtics game wearing a Mark Bulger jersey? Also, before the AFC Championship game, there was a person in a Chiefs jersey that just magically appeared. I, I'm, I'm not buying it. Where do they find these crazies who just show up in NFL opposing NFL jerseys to these Celtics games? Why would you wear a Mark, Mark Bulger jersey tonight of all Only nights? Only real ones wear Mark Bulger jerseys. It was a plant, and I see right through you, Celtics. It's BS. <laughs> um, Terry Rozier missed a bank shot, uh, and he totally missed rim, and that's just a bad look. Yeah. If you're going to go for a bank shot, and miss, it's, just, it's, a, it's a cocky move, and you got to do it correctly. Um, sure bank shot is a cocky move. Oh, it's cocky. Some would say it's a traditional. I'd say it's a shot of yesteryear, and if you're going to try to put that in your bag, it's just, it's, you have supreme confidence in your geometry and your angles. When's the last time you shot a bank shot? You're the cockiest guy I know. A couple weeks ago. Oh, there you go. Um, and then after the game, Brad talked about uh, he was encouraged by the progress, and he talked about how Very the team needs to get continual progress uh, after every game. And he's basically just talking about continual progress and just getting better every day and then he just looked at me in the eyes and just whispered kaizen and it was a, <laughs> this is not it was a beautiful beautiful moment um and i just thought if, if i was there and i noticed it i just didn't know if you guys caught it uh, other people in the I, in the media I room i guess it was a subtle moment well that, no it was definitely it was definitely the two subtle of you shared you no know, well, i was kind of sitting in the middle and so you wouldn't you wouldn't notice it but uh yeah i just thought it was a beautiful moment that we shared so i just thought the uh, the listener gods out there should know um any other raining junk as the person loudly claps a uh, thing behind us? I got nothing. All right. I was going to wrap it up uh, for this. I don't know if it was a good or a bad podcast, but it was different. Or glorious. It was glorious, uh, but that's kind of that's what happens when the you play the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's a horrendous team. Um, really, uh, the Celtics. State, man. I'm ashamed of myself. Yeah. Uh, let's see if there's anyone else on this uh, roster I can ask you about. I think I already listed Dang all, Adele. all of them. Dang Adele. I know that one. Louisville. Oh, I did know that. No, you didn't. I did know that. He he went to the Celtics. He did a pre-draft workout for the Celtics. Well, there you go. Jay King has named the college of every single player who played except, tonight. Except the two you asked me. And poor. Except poor for the, show, except for the first one that started this whole charade. But... Here we are, wrapping up at half court. The Celtics win 123, officially 123, 2103 against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They'll have two off days, a practice on Friday before taking on the Golden State Warriors with Boogie Cousins. We will have, what is this, the Thursday podcast? We'll have another podcast for you Friday morning, Friday morning preview in that game. But for now, for Jay King of The Athletic, I'm Jam Packard, and this has been another episode of the Locked On Celtics Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Good teamwork there. That was crafty. Yeah, Corrales, Packard, and Jay King. 